0: Good evening, good morning, church. Uh, Whatever time you're tuning in, good morning. Hello, everybody. Wow, um, we're in lockdown again. Uh, We're here again, and we pray uh, that every single person will be able to go through this, will be able to overcome this lockdown, this second or third lockdown, however number you're counting on. Um, And I just wanna wish the best for every single person out there uh, every single family out there, may you continue to be on fire for God in this lockdown may you continue to overcome may you continue may we continue to be together in this period. Um, you know uh, today the title of my sermon is overcoming me or in another way I want to how can we overcome and it, it is a it is a continuation from what Pasichu and Pasilichu has downloaded into our hearts over the last two weekends. And if I could just get a very short recap, Pasichu was saying that there's three things and three ways we can overcome. We need to consecrate ourselves We need to connect with God, connect with each other, and we need to contend. We need to contend with the enemy. We need to fight the battle with the enemy. And Pastor Litchie brought in a powerful message saying that we need to have faith that will last to the end, faith in Jesus, faith in the word of God, faith in our surrender and our yieldedness uh, to God, that he has a good plan for all of us. And today, I just want to, I just want to briefly just say, we're going to, Learn about overcoming me, or how can we overcome? It's, it's almost like a continuation of those two messages, and I'm going to pull from various chapters of the verse, but when, I don't know about you, but when I first heard that the theme of 2021 is together we overcome, the first thing that came to my mind is the word overcome. Wow. What does that mean, to Overcome. What is it, what does it connotate to overcome? And, and if you and now today I was just want to pull several Greek and Hebrew words from the Bible just to give us a deeper and richer understanding of the word overcome. But the first thing that should go through all our minds is that in order to overcome, we have to overcome something right? Otherwise, we're not overcomers if there's nothing to overcome. If there's no mountain to climb, if, if, if there's no valley uh, to scale, if there's no marathon to walk or to run, if there's no uh, battle to fight, how can we be overcomers? What are we overcoming essentially? So when you hear the word overcome, I think all in our hearts, we know that there is something to overcome. And that is the direction of my message today, that all of us here, we have got something to overcome. And for everybody, it's a different thing to overcome. What what my challenges are today will be very different from your challenges today. It will also be very different from my challenges tomorrow or a week or a, a few months down the road. So, I want us all to hear this message and apply it personally to our own lives to say that what are my challenges today and how can I overcome? You know, my first point is this, that in order to be an overcomer, there is a battle to fight. In order for us to overcome, we need to overcome the battle. You know, the word overcome is is, is stated not more than 30 times in the whole Bible. It's a very unique word because the Greek word for this is the word nechao, nikeo, right? Or nechao, however you want to pronounce it, right? And, and, And the root word for nechao is what we heard Pastor Chu said two weeks before. It is the word nike or Nike, nike. What does nike mean? The root of the root word, and there's no other root word for nike, all right? So nike is the foundation of all foundations. So when you hear the word Nike in the Bible or in Greek, it means victory. We are victorious. And that's why some translation of the Bible, when we when we substitute the word overcome, some translation substituted with the word victory. We are overcomers or we are victorious because the word overcome means to be victorious, means to have a victory. That's the root word Nike. But then there's another word called Nikeo. Nikeo means to overcome. Or better yet, I like this word. I like this meaning, this definition. It means to prevail in order to overcome. That's the depth of it. That's the riches of it. To prevail in order to overcome, in order to be victorious. That's Nikeo, to prevail. What does it mean to prevail? How do we be victorious? How can we overcome? It, the, the word itself connotates this that life is not a one battle. We win and that's it. It's over. Life is a series of battles. The series of battles will constitute whether you win or whether you lose the war. But life is a series of battles. And the word necheo just means that we need to prevail through the first battle, through the second battle, through the third battle. We need to overcome, overcome, and overcome again and again in order to be victorious in the end. You know, I pull from this uh, uh, scripture, uh, and it's a very familiar scripture to all of us. It comes from the book of John, chapter 16, verse 33. Jesus says, I am your peace. Jesus says, I am your peace. He is your peace. In this world, he says, "You, we will have trouble. In this world, we will have trouble. But take heart, for I have overcometh the world. Take heart, for Jesus have overcometh the world. What was Jesus almost promising to us? He's almost saying that in this world, there will be trouble. There will be trials. There will be battles. There will be mountains to climb. There will be ravines to cross. There will be marathons to run. In this world, there will be trials. There will be persecution. There will be suffering. There will be troubles. In other words, in this life, there will be many battles. But take heart. But fear not. But do not be discouraged. But do not be dismayed. Because Jesus hath overcometh every single battle. Jesus hath overcometh every single ravine, every single marathon, every single battle, every single suffering, every single trial. He has overcometh. And because we are in Christ, we are om- overcomers as well. Um, you know, many a times, or at least, I don't know about you, but when I was a younger Christian, a way, way, much, much younger Christian, I, I had this I had this belief, and of course he has changed over time, that when I receive Jesus, when I I say the sinner's prayer, my life is going to be fine, it's going to be well, it's going to be victorious from now onwards. There's not going to be any more problems, there's not going to be any more troubles. But, well, as you grow older, right, 15 years later, you will realize that the joy in Jesus is knowing that when you look back fifteen years ago, and you and you study every month, every year that passes, and you go, when I, when I was fifteen years old, I had this problem. When I'm sixteen, I had that problem. When I had twenty, I had this issue. When I had twenty-five, I went through this trial. When I'm thirty, I went through this suffering. When I was thirty-five, I had this this issue, and all this issue. I you look back and you go, Jesus was with me all along. The only reason I can overcome my problems right now is because Jesus has helped me overcome the problems back then. And life, discipleship, following Jesus, is not a one battle, win, finish. It is a series of battles. It is a journey that God is taking us through. And I want to tell you today, this morning, that all our journeys are very different but all of us need to fight the battle. All our battles, all our journeys are different, but all of us need to fight the battle. You know, when we talk about battles, uh, um, it reminds me of many, many, many famous battles uh, that has taken place in history. Unfortunate battles, of course, but famous nonetheless. Um, and it brought me back to World War II. And there are three There are many important dates in World War II, right? But um, I'm pulling out three big dates to me that I will always remember. And these three dates are, if you remember, the 4th of June, 1940. What date is that? It is the Battle of Dunkirk, right? The Battle of Dunkirk is where the Allied forces, or if not all the Allied forces, all the British and all Allied forces were stuck in in the beach of Dunkirk waiting to cross the channel to London, right? Waiting for ships or for planes or for plen- pl- uh, platoons or, or, or whatever it takes for them to cross the channel into England in order to be safe because the German army have surrounded them and surrounded the beach. They have nowhere to run. They are trapped. That's the Battle of Dunkirk. Now, on the 6th of June, 1944, you remember what date this? that was? That is called the day or the invasion of Normandy, the Battle of Normandy, where the Allied Forces... Right? Four years later from Dunkirk, the Allied forces then invaded the, the, the beach of Northern Normandy in order to fight the German forces, the Nazi uh, forces. That's the Battle of D-Day. Then there was another date, which is the 9th of May, 1945. That is the day that Hitler surrendered to the Allied forces. There are, there are three big dates. The last date is the date of victory. But I want to remind everybody that the date of victory cannot happen unless you've got the date of D-Day, that you invaded the beach of Normandy. And the beach of Normandy could not have happened unless they had the Battle of Dunkirk. My point is this, we may be in different stages of our battles. For you, you may feel like you're, you're in the Battle of Dunkirk. You can't see the victory. You can't even stage an offensive attack to the enemy. You're in defense at the moment. The enemy appears to be surrounding you. You appear to have no way out unless by some miracle, God sends a boat to save you to go to London. You're stuck. And if the enemy make one move, you're dead. And you may feel like this this another MCO, or you may feel like 2020 or 2021, whatever you're going through right now, you're in the Battle of Dunkirk and that the enemies around you, you're, you're surrounded, you don't know what to do, you don't know where to turn. And I want to encourage you today that you know how the life forces survived the Battle of Dunkirk? Historians could not understand why the German forces did not press their advantage. If they did press their advantage, they would have wiped out all if, yeah, almost all the Allied forces, and they would most definitely win World War II right there, right then, at the Battle of Dunkirk. Why didn't Why didn't the German forces press their advantage? Nobody knows. They, you know, historians have been trying to find, there's many, many theories out there. So I'm not going through all the theories, theories today, but nobody really knows. And today, I just want to encourage you with that one piece of information that you may feel like you're in the battle of Dunkirk, but God's hand is still holding the enemy at bay. You may not you may not see it. You may not know it right now. You may not understand it. You cannot even feel it. But you need to just have faith. The faith that will last till the end. That faith that God is fighting for you that God's hand is holding the enemy at bay. And the moment he releases his hand, the enemy will overrun your life, but he's not releasing his hand because you are safe in the hands of the Father. He's holding the enemy at bay. We don't understand it, but all we can do is just say, God, thank you. I'm going through this battle of Dunkirk right now, but thank you, Jesus, you are going to see me through. You may be in the battle of Dunkirk, but for some of us, we may be in the battle of Normandy. We may be in D-Day. We have mustered up our troops because we've already fought Dunkirk maybe a year ago, two years ago. Now we've mustered up our courage, our faith, our spirituality is coming together and now we're launching an offensive right, against the enemy. The enemy is trying to rob and put fear in my children's life. I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna take, take the offense and pray into the spirit of my child. Maybe the, the enemy is trying to rob you of your work. I'm gonna take the offensive and I'm gonna pray that I'll have favor in my workplace. I don't know what offensive battle that you're fighting right now, but some of us were in that battle of Normandy. And I just want to encourage you to say that God goes before you. God goes before you. Make sure we just pray. Make sure we keep the word of God. Make sure we align ourselves with God. I want to encourage you by saying, don't stop now. 2021, don't stop now. I want to pray for my nation. I want to pray for my church. I want to pray for my community. Don't stop now. Keep praying. Join us in our prayer altars. Keep praying. Keep pressing in. Keep pressing in. Hold on to God. And there's another date. V-Day or V-E Day. Victory Day which is the 9th of May, 1945, where the enemy completely surrenders. And I want to say, none of us have reached that day yet. That day only comes. He came once when Jesus first died on that cross, and it's going to come again when Jesus comes for the second time to reign victorious over this whole earth. But until that victory, until we see Jesus again, all of us are going to need to fight the battle of Dunkirk, and we are needing to fight the battle of Normandy. We've got battles to fight. Let us prevail. Let us move forward. Let us contend and not be complacent. Again, let us contend and not be complacent. That's point number one. But I want to lead to point number two, which is this. In all the battles that we fight, I'm a guy, right? I'm more inclined to fight battles maybe than my wife, who's a girl, right? She's like... Why is, why does it always have to be about war? What's so good about war? I don't know. It's a guy thing, maybe, right? Or, is it, or maybe it's a me thing. Okay. But, uh, in all the battles that we fight and everything that we have to fight, right? Whether it's a contention between this and that, I want us to, and I want to, I want to say to everybody in point number two, we need to fight the right battle. Can I say it again? We need to fight the right battles. Now, what do I mean by the right battles? What do I mean? I'm going to draw from two kings in the Old Testament, right? I'm going to make a very quick comparison of these two kings. Now, the first king is King Josiah, like we all know. King Josiah in 2 Chronicles chapter 35. Let me read it. Second Chronicles chapter 35. Now, Josiah was a good king. Don't get me wrong. He's a good king. Now, he, he, he revived the, 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 faith. He revived and he, he brought back the word of God into the temple. He rebuilt the temple and he instituted the priests. He instituted the roles and responsibilities of the temple. He connected with God. There was offerings. There were sacrifices. Don't get me wrong. He's a good king. But he says in verse 35, something that would puzzle me, I guess will puzzle everybody until we see God again or see. Josiah again, right? And we will ask him personally. In verse 20, it says this, after all this, what's this? When he revived the church or revived the temple, right? After all this, all the good that he has done, when Josiah had set the temple in order, Neho, king of Egypt, went up to fight at Carchemish on the Euphrates and Josiah marched out to meet him in battle. But Necho sent messengers to Josiah saying, What quarrel is there between you and me, O king of Judah? It is not you I'm attacking at this time, but the house with which I'm at war. God has told me to hurry, so stop opposing God, who is with me, or he will destroy you. See, King Necho went out to fight another enemy of of, of his. Josiah says, Hey, you know, now that my life is in order, let's go fight this battle. Let's go up against the Egyptians and fight King Necho. And God never told him to do that. Who told him to do that? It was not even his battle to fight. He had nothing to do with the battle. He didn't need to fight. He could just sit in this temple and just continue worshiping God, continue connecting with God, continue being with God. And tragically, he died in this battle, shot by an arrow, and he was brought back to Jerusalem. And that's where he died. Very even more sadly, when Neho conquered his his enemies, Neho came back and conquered Jerusalem and said, since you fought me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna conquer you on my way back to Egypt. And that's, that's a very sad place in history. We fight battles every day. Which battles are you fighting? Are you fighting the right battles? Let me give you, let me give you a, a contemporary example. Work is stressful. Work is even more stressful in the MCO, right? It's either you're lethargic and tired from the 12 hours of being in front of your computer, in front of Zoom or something. You you know, you have Zoom fatigue. There is, I guess there's a new word going around these days. You're tired. Or if you're, you're working hard and you're working 12, 18 hours a day just to, just to put food on the table, just to make sure that we've got income and work and that's really good. But because we're so tired and maybe, maybe we didn't get the promotion that we want or maybe that the boss was piling on more work on us or maybe we're just under tremendous stress at work. The moment we, we stop off work to have dinner with our families, because of that stress, we can't fight the battles at work. We take that stress and we place it on our families. We go back home and it says, it's just a little bit of thing that happened at home, we snap. We snap at our wives, Or if you're a wife, you snap at your husbands, you snap at your children, you snap at your family, you snap at your parents, you snap, everybody's snapping at each other. And we forget that this is not the battle we're fighting. That our family and our loved ones are not the battle that we're supposed to be fighting. We're supposed to be fighting for them, not fight against them. But sometimes we get confused. We don't know. We we can't differentiate anymore between the right battles and the wrong battles to fight. And God says, the moment you go into the wrong battle, God has no obligation to give you victory in that battle. Because think about it. God says, I told you not to do this. I told you not to fight this battle. You did it anyways. Why, Why then do you cry to me to give you victories in the battles that I didn't ask you to fight in the first place? And that is us human nature, don't we? We want to fight battles and we want to tell God, you then need to give me victories in the battle that I want to fight. And we say, I want to fight for my right in the workplace to be promoted. I want to fight for that right. So we work and we work and we work. And in that work, in that course of work, we sacrifice everything around us. We sacrifice the time with our loved ones, the energy that we can put into church, the energy and the time that we have to spend with God. We sacrifice our love for God, our worship for God, our appetite to even come to church because we want to win the battle in our workplace. And then we say, God, give me victory. Give me victory in this battle. Give me victory in this battle. And and God says, hello, I'm not asking you to fight this battle. I've asked you to fight the other battle. This is the season for you to fight for your family. Work is work, but work is work. Do your work, but fight for your family. This is the time to bring your family together and bring them closer together. Maybe this is your season. And God says, fight the right battles. Do you know a king that fought the right battle? King David. One example, 1 Samuel chapter 30. The enemy of David came up. When David was away from the camp, the enemy came, raided his camp and took all the women, took all the children, took all the treasures, took everything that belonged to David and his mighty men away. And David came back and saw the camp and was like, God, where were you? You're supposed to protect my my family whilst I was away doing the work of God. But the difference between David and King Josiah is this. There was no account in the Bible that Josiah inquired of God before he fought this battle. But in first Samuel chapter 30, we read and David put on the robe of God, all the, all the priestly robes. He went before God, he knelt before God. And he says, God, I'm inquiring of you. Should I fight this battle? Should I give chase? What do I do now? God, what do I do now? Tell me what to do. And God says, go give chase and I will give you victory. God stamped his approval on the plan to fight. David yielded to God and together they overcame. They overcome. What's the difference between the two kings? One did not inquire of God. One inquired of God. One connected with God. One disconnected with God. They both contended. They were both not complacent. But because you contend does not mean you're always right. We need to connect with God and contend the right battles. So, in all this year, 2021, what's important for us? Are we seeking and asking God to show us the way, to give us the answers, and then to give us the victory? Are we fighting the right battles? And only we can answer that. And only you can answer that. Which leads me to my third point. My first point being, to be an overcomer, there are battles we need to fight and we need to prevail through those battles. The second point is, when we fight battles, make sure we're fighting the right battles. The battles that God has asked us to fight. The right battles. And my third point is this. To win the battle, is to surrender to God. To win the battle is not to fight, but to surrender to God. I'm going to say that one more time. To win the battle is not to fight, but to surrender to God. To consecrate our lives in surrender. Contend, connect, consecrate. To consecrate our lives in surrender. We're not complicating our lives, but we're consecrating our lives in surrender. You know, when I started this message with, with two Greek words, remember the word overcome is the word nechao, and nechao means to prevail, prevail in order to overcome, right? Prevail in order to overcome. The, wor- the root word for "nikeo is nike, nike is victory. You prevail in order to overcome, to be victorious. There is one more word that nikeo is actually the root word of another word, which is hupo nikeo, or in English hyper nikao. That is in Malaysian English, super overcomer. You're not just an overcomer, you are a super overcomer. And that is only found in one place in the Bible. If you are going to be at hupo nikeo, it is only found in Romans 8, chapter 35. For I, for we, are more than conquerors. We are more than overcomers. We are more than victorious. We are more than conquerors for those who are in Christ Jesus. For nothing in this life can separate me from the love of God. No height, no depth, no angels, no demons, no past, no presence, no anything. in All creation can separate me from the love of God. The whole Romans 8 is built on the predication that our victories in this life, all the victories that we win, all the overcoming, all the prevailing, all the the perseverance through this life, the running of the marathon, the battles that we fight, the victory does not come from our strength. The victory comes from the surrender, our surrender to Jesus Christ who have won the victory for us on that cross. Remember John 16, Take heart, for Jesus hath overcometh the world. And when we are in Jesus, we have overcometh the world as well. But Jesus didn't just call us overcomers. He didn't just say, all you Neheo people. He called us more than conquerors. Because it is the battle for us to lose. But Jesus fought that battle for us and gave us that victory. Gave us that V-Day. And he calls us hupo ni keo. All we need to do is surrender to God. And don't, you know, in us, in our human nature, we love to complicate things. If you're a planner like me, if you if you love to strategize like me, you would. You, well, I would know firsthand that. Every time I'm, I'm faced with a problem or an issue, I, I, would, I would have plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D, and it's good to plan. All right, it's very good to plan. But sometimes God is saying, you don't have to complicate things. Sometimes to win the battle is just to surrender. You know, you know, my son is going through daycare he has to start a new routine and he's a little past two years old and, and now in MCO, we, we don't know whether daycare is still open or not. Should we send or should we not send with all the COVID cases around, right? And it will break his routine or not, right? <clears throat> so he's he's a, he's a little bit in flux and his emotions is a little bit, is a bit off and, and people call it the terrible tools. And, and because of that, right, uh, uh, my wife and I were like, oh, we've got to discipline him or we've got to love him or we've got to show him kindness, patience. But yeah, on the other hand, we, we can't let some of the bad attitudes go. So we need to discipline and we need to find that amalgam. And, and, we, and sometimes, well, I, I can't speak for my wife. Let me speak for me. I complicate things. I'm like, okay, if he does this action, we need to do this, this, this in, in, in response. And then if he do that in response, I do this in response. And then I have all my permutations and all my big plans of grandio. And I'm like, this is how I raise my son. And then when I was preparing a message, God was just saying, sometimes you don't have to complicate things. Sometimes it's just a matter of consecration. Just take your son and maybe do Holy Communion with him, which we did on the first week of January. Uh, take your son and maybe just start worship. Maybe just play the piano and start worshiping together with him. So I brought my piano out and I said, okay, one day I want to sit down with him and let's worship together. Let's teach him some children ministry songs, children's songs, which is good. And, and maybe it's not the matter of what to do or what not to do. Sometimes in our life, it is the matter of surrendering to God. and says, God, I can have all my plans, but I submit to your plans. Whatever you have for me. I don't want to fight battles that that I'm not supposed to fight. This is your battles. And I want to encourage you with this. When we surrender, God will give us the victory. God will give you the victory. Maybe not today. Maybe you will not see the victory tomorrow. Maybe you will not see the victory in a week. But God is saying, prevail, persevere run that race. Keep running. Keep persevering because sooner or later your victory is around the corner. This whole season of your trials will not break you, but will give you a break through instead. When Moses was pressed by the Red Sea and the Egyptian army, Exodus 14:14 14, 14, what did Moses say? We just need to be s- still. And the Lord will fight for us. And the Lord split the Red Sea that crossed over. The rest is history. Moses surrendered to God and says, God, I'm beyond my, myself. All I need to do is surrender to you. You have to break through for me. God broke through. Moses went through Peter. When he was cutting the net, when he's fishing for the fish, he says, I, I fish no fish. There is, there is no income. There is no financial providence if I have no fish. Jesus came and says, throw your net on the other side of the boat. Just throw it. And Peter was trying to complicate things. But what if, you know, you, 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 are, you are just a carpenter. I'm a fisherman. What do you know? You know, I've been fishing all night. What do you know? You know, you, are you trying to downplay all my hard work? And he's complicating everything. But at the end of the day, Peter just said, all right, I'm going to consecrate. I'm just going to surrender. Master, kurios, if you tell me to do it, I will do it. And Peter caught fishes and the rest is history. Mary when 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 the when when the angel visited mary and says mary you're going to have a son she could have complicated things oh i'm not i'm not i'm not married i've i've never been intimate with my husband uh what would people think of me do i really want this who are you why are you even talking am i delusional have i been drinking something before i sleep you know she could have complicated a lot, a lot of things but at the end of all that complication she ultimately say be it unto me according to your will She surrendered, she consecrated and she gave birth to the savior of the world. The rest is history. Let me give you just one more, one last one. Jesus Christ, At the garden of Gethsemane, he was there and he he could have complicated a lot of things. And God says, tomorrow is the day you're gonna meet your death on that cross. And Jesus says, really? He sweated blood of tears, uh, tears, sweat of blood. I, I also bet he cried. Blood, blood, sweat poured down. He grappled with God and says, if this is not your will, can you let this cup pass from me? This is too difficult a task. But at the end of all that complication, he still says, Jesus still says, and I'm very glad he did, that I will still consecrate my life to you. I'm still going to surrender. But if it is your will, God, be it unto me. Let it pass. Let me drink from this cup. Do not let it pass. And Jesus died on that cross and he provided a way for us to all have victory. He is the overcomer that allows us to overcome. And I'm glad he surrendered to his father. And today Jesus is asking you the same question. Will you surrender? You may not see your victory day We can't see our victory day. But Jesus says, it's okay. If you trust me, the victory day is there. If you have faith, the victory there is there. You just need to concentrate to fight the right battles now. Will you? True victory, true victory does not come from our efforts. But true victory comes in our partnership with the overcomer that makes us overcomers. True victory comes in our partnership with the overcomer that makes us overcomers. Will we? Will we surrender to God? And whatever we are going through in our own lives, today, right now, as you're listening, before we even close in worship, I want us all to take just one minute to say, God, I surrender it All to you. Everything. God, I trust in you. I put my trust in you. I would yield my life to you. If you say, throw the net on the other side, I will throw. I want to say, be it on to me. Give me that strength, Father God. So right now, if you're listening, lay your crowns before him. Lay your hopes before him. Lay your struggles before him and then together we're going to pray the prayer of surrender the prayer of yieldness the prayer of faith hallelujah hallelujah let's just take that 1 minute of this absolute silence Thank you, Jesus. I've got a verse for you. One John chapter five, verse four. This is our victory that it overcometh the world. Your faith. What faith? Our faith in Jesus Christ, our overcomer. Your victory lies in Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me just end with a prayer of surrender for each and every one of us. But I want to encourage everyone who's tuning in today that if you have a prayer request, could you go to our link below and there are pastors and there are leaders there to pray for you. Whether it's surrender, whether it's a tough battle that you are in, or whether it's an intercession you want to do, or whether it's your faith, or whether it's content, connect, or consecrate. Can you join our prayer altar online? We would love to pray with you. But let me close this off with a prayer of surrender for each and every one of us. Let's raise our hands in prayer, shall we? Everybody in this place, let's just raise our hands in prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, this is the posture of surrender, to say that I give up control. I trust in you. I put my faith in you. I put my hope in you. I put the outcome of my battles in your hands. I thank you, Jesus, that I I am nothing without you. I can do nothing without you, Father God. So I surrender my will to yours. I surrender my plan to yours. Be it unto me according to your will, my Father in heaven, my good, good Father. So I thank you, Jesus, that I, that I commit my life, I commit all our lives into your good hands, into your upright, righteous hands. I thank you, Jesus, that because of you, Jesus, on that cross, and because you resurrected on the third day, you are an overcomer. You are the overcomer that overcometh the world. And because I put my faith in you, I am a huponicheo, a super overcomer as well. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, God. Give you glory, God. Give you glory, Jesus. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen.